0: welcome to thought bubbles the podcast where we talk about everything from movies to music to 90s nostalgia and everything that pops in our brains once upon a time a very small girl no bigger than a thumb.
1: i will call you
0: And an impossible dream of finding her one true love. I
1: thought I was the only one my size in the whole world.
0: In a storybook world of magic and adventure.
1: Will you marry me?
0: Comes the happiest of ever afters. Warner Brothers Family Entertainment presents Hans Christian Andersen's Thumbelina. Hello, hello. Welcome back. We are back with Thought Bubbles and we're here with another animated Don Bluth movie. And I have the lovely Miss Brianna back again.
1: Hi!
0: Hello, how are you doing?
1: Good, you?
0: I am great. Are you excited to talk about this? Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, this.
1: <laughs> Thumbelina.
0: Thumbelina. I'm a little Thumbelina. underwhelmed,
1: but, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, unfortunately so. I mean, it's just one of those movies that we we really enjoyed as a kid like i died for this movie when i was a when i was a kid like i thought it was the coolest movie it was so much fun it was so cute absolutely and then rewatching it now i was like oh wow the cuteness fades so easily Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man okay so thumbelina um for anyone that may not know who um were you living under a rock uh <laughs> is an animated retelling from Don Bluth of the Hans Christian Andersen story of the girl no bigger than anyone's thumb. Um, she goes through her trials and tribulations of being a small girl who tries to fit in with the world and has, to, and in the movie, you know, has to avoid the clutches of various enemies, whether they be amphibians. Moles. <laughs> Beatles. It was... Very weird. And then she... You know, trying to find her way back to the love of her life, who she only met for five seconds, Prince Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, <no> movies. <laughs> so Thumbelina was released on March 30th, 1994. Um had a budget of 28 million dollars and <laughs> no surprise no surprise uh was a box office flop only grossing 11.3 million so um that was a huge loss um it was released by warner brothers who um uh, released it into their family animation label which is uh very very old school very old school but um, you actually made a good point uh, before how it's been passed around through different companies. Um, I remember it being through Warner Brothers for, like, so long. And then you remember growing up with it being on uh, 20th Century Fox, With which is so – it's so crazy to me how it – transit like, I'm trying to figure out what happened like did they lose the
1: rights (laughs) I don't know because I definitely remember um you know starting it up and then it'll just be like you know the fox symbol and the music and all that so I always remember it being fox so when you mentioned it being Warner Brothers I was like wait where I don't maybe I watched it after the fact like because I don't remember ever watching it in theaters I watched it like at right. home and you know, with my VHS player. And so I think by the time I got my hands on it, it was just already Fox. So I always knew it to be Fox.
0: Yeah, th- that could have been what it is. And I maybe, you know, Warner Brothers was a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want their name associated with it anyway. Because uh because th- I had it on VHS too, and then they they had like the Warner Brothers, you know, everything with it.
1: Interesting. But,
0: uh, the reason why I knew it was Warner Brothers was because when it came out, um, I remember hearing about that because uh, when they released it in theaters, they put it with the short with a short cartoon of Animaniacs. And it was just only to tie in with the whole Warner Brothers thing. And I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I later found the the clip of the Animaniac short on YouTube, which you can find it on YouTube. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head.
1: Wow. Um,
0: but it was like a little musical short. And I'm like, God, that's so weird. That's so weird. And then, you know, it just jumps into the, the whole conversation we were having a week ago about the whole um, – mandela effect
1: oh (laughs) yes absolutely
0: because there's times where i felt like i've lost my mind i'm just like Mm -hmm. i know for a fact
1: this is the way it was it's yeah it's like a glitch in the matrix i don't know
0: it really is it really is and i'm just like am i am i wanda am i am i traveling through the multiverse (laughs) am i america
1: literally
0: america chavez but um anyway uh, to dive into <sighs> this, this interesting movie <laughs> <laughs> we um, open with the um, uh, with the opening credits of course and then it jumps into uh, the swallow who we follow throughout the city in a very very actually not that here's the thing with this movie. The animation is very well done. I will give them that. I think the animation's very pretty to look at. Um in my opinion, it's not down blue's best, of course. So I feel like I feel like his like his best work was probably like, you know, an American Tale, and Before Time, and then, you know, like Anastasia when he got to step it up a little bit. Yeah. And this was just like a nice little transitioning. Uh, phase but this has some like good moments of animation
1: yeah but
0: uh we follow the sparrow who is um yeah <laughs> and i found him to be very very adorable and very very light-hearted and very cool you know at first at first <laughs> and then uh later on in the movie which we'll, we'll jump into later he kind of gave me got got on my nerves <laughs> yeah <laughs> It kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety in one scene because I was just like, oh my god, this this bird needs to shut up.
1: He had but like, he had like scuttle energy from you know from Little Mermaid.
0: Yeah, he did have scuttle energy without being <laughs> without being funny. Yeah. And then yeah. and then it's like scuttle without the charm. Yeah. And a French accent.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and so. So, um, we, um, we get, we get his, uh, slogan, which is his opening song, which is to follow your heart. And the first, when I was, when I was watching this movie again, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe my ears are just old and tired. I don't know, but <laughs> he, he said, follow your heart. And I heard "trust to swallow," and I was just like, "Excuse me!" And I had to run it back, and he said, "Trust a swallow." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Never mind." Okay, okay, you're you're safe because I don't know. Don Bluth likes to sneak in some little sneaky stuff in there sometimes. <laughs> um, we then get uh, the storybook, which of course is Title Thumbelina, which is the tiniest little book on the shelf, and then. Um, of course, it opens up with the whole story and you see the um, the woman who gets the flower and Thumbelina's, you know, burst from the flower. <laughs> and um, then we get the, the song, which I, <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved this song so much. And it was the song that the farm animals all sang.
1: Oh yeah. And,
0: and I used to go around the house going, Thumbelina, you know. Yeah. And I was like very excited about that song. And then hearing it now, I was just like <laughs> I was like, what, what was wrong with me? Um
1: I think that's a very common overall theme for this movie, like like to go like via today, you know. I think that we had a certain perception of it when we were little and now we're oh, watching yeah. it and we're just like, it doesn't hit as hard. Like I can, I can still watch Anastasia today. And I feel like oh, there's yeah. still moments where it's still very impactful to me. Like, like it was when I was little and probably even more so now. And I'm just like, wow, it still hits versus them where I feel like it's definitely cute. I will give it that. Like it's cute. It has its cute moments. Um, you know, I, I love Thumbelina herself. However, I just feel like overall, it's just kind of like, it's like, eh, like it's total. it's definitely meant for kids. I feel like, you know, people are going to say, well, it's a kid's movie. Shouldn't it all be meant for kids? But I do feel like there's a lot of kids movies that are great for, you know, the whole family and that all ages will enjoy. But I feel like this movie feels very like, solely meant for kids and i feel like yeah i think an adult sitting like with the kids gonna be like oh that was cute but it's nothing that they're really gonna like sit there and really like laugh with them and it's just it doesn't hit the same if you're not like a very small child like very innocent very like you know
0: yeah that is very true i totally agree with that because it's just i don't even have any kids and i was just like god this like sadly this movie kind of feels like a little bit of torture to watch (laughs) especially in some areas which we'll get into yeah um i will say i do like her her design
1: yeah really cute
0: i yeah i do like her design i think her design is probably one of the best things about the movie it's very she has like this innocence to her still kind of like a child but still trying to grow but she still has like that kind of like persona of wanting to get out there in the world and like really experience adventure Mm -hmm. and i was just like i really I, i really enjoyed her design but i feel like that was the only thing i enjoyed um so um you know they do the whole Thumblina song um she um, has her little storybook that she likes to read about fairies, and uh, before she goes to sleep one night, you know she's doing her whole thing with the with the book. She's reading to herself. Um, she's singing, and then Cornelius happens to, of course, be flying by and hears her singing. So he, um, you know, like a creep, <laughs> just sneaks up on her. <laughs> And, you know, they share this moment, all this stuff happens, and um, they're uh, he ready then takes to get her, married. <laughs> they're literally ready to get married after maybe about a three minute encounter. <laughs> and he then takes her on a ride on his uh, pet bumblebee, <laughs> who is uh, cleverly named Bumble. <laughs> Good for you, Cornelius. You really know how to spark some creativity.
1: <laughs> and Bumble about to sue them. I, d- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trademark TM.
0: Trademark <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't use our name. <laughs> um. So then we get the um, probably the one of the nicest songs out of the... Well the only nice song of the movie. <laughs> uh Let Let Me Be Your Wings. Mm. Which is um which is a very which is a very pretty song. I do yeah. like that
1: song. I, um, I feel like it's probably the best song in my opinion because it also gets reprised later on. And it just I don't know, yeah. it's really like you said it's really sweet. It's just it I think it's probably one of the better songs and it's not so cringy like some other songs are now like looking back it's like the ones that i used to like i listen to them now i'm like oh they're a bit cringy but um let me be your wings is definitely one that i can listen to all the way through and it's still fine
0: oh yeah same exactly like i like i i personally thought this was like their their like oscar contender song like they really wanted this to be like their you know their big song yeah like their their beauty and the beast
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, it is also Jodie Benson, so.
0: That is true. Yeah. Girl's got some pipes. Mm -hmm. She already gave it to Disney. She gave it her all with Part of Your World.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um,
0: So, uh, then like we mentioned before, they fall in love after a 15-minute encounter, which is very... I keep going up in minutes. I just realized I'm going to go back down. It's five. They literally only were together for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they fall in love. Um, he promises to go back for her in the morning as his parents are calling out for him. Who, When his parents start calling out for him, it made me laugh because one, the voice of his dad is the voice of King Triton. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, it is. It is.
0: I was listening to it and I was like, "Wait, wait, why does that sound so familiar?" <laughs> I, and I feel like at some talk.
1: point in time, a lot of the voice actors, I feel like they were kind of in the same circles. They were being very much recycled. They were like working pretty much for the same kind of things. Um, yeah, I just feel like this was like their time to be like, "Oh, hey, we we need a a, a king. Hey, can you come be it?" You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I feel you know. They they all have those very recognizable voices and there's very really oh, distinguishable yeah. voices. Definitely. Like I wouldn't picture you know the voice actor who's playing King King Triton or the King of the Fairies to voice anything other than a king of any sorts.
1: Oh, because definitely. Because he just
0: has that he has that flair in his voice. Yeah. Um, we then have his mother who is voiced by the very very iconic June Foray, who is for those who may not know she is a voice actress from the 60s and beyond and she has voiced rocky and rocky and Bullwinkle. she has voiced granny in the um looney tunes um i believe she did tweety as well so she's done quite a bit she's done quite a bit i think she did a lot of the cartoons in the 70s as well but um She's a very, very prominent figure. Um, So as he promises to come back for her, uh, she's then stolen in the night uh, by a toad voiced by a very outdated person. I'm so sorry to say that, but (laughs) Charo. um, Well,
1: I mean, I think at the time, when you look about that during that time, I think, yes, I think she was like very much there. I feel like there... I feel like today's version of that is Sofia Vergara, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But but
1: even then, I feel like she's not really current, current, you know. Um, Yeah, that is true. Yeah,
0: that is actually very true. Um, For those of you who may not know, though, Charo is a um, actress. um, I believe she's uh, Venezuelan. If I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. And she is a very, very prominent, like, comedic actress. She was on TV in the 70s and 80s. And she's also a singer. Um, she's very talented. I will give her that. She's very talented. But um, it's kind of strange to see her voice in this kind of character in this movie. <laughs> um, she then tries to steal Thumbelina away in the night. Um, the dog... The, who was supposed to protect her you know, was unfortunately unable to catch them um, then uh, Cornelius comes back for her in the morning and sees everything, you know all disarray in the room and um, I guess it's just something that fairies can do uh, this is something I have in my notes that uh, Cornelius can understand um, the dog <laughs>
1: oh interesting
0: which i was like i was thinking about it i was just like the dog shows over there you know just you know just
1: making all these dog noises
0: (laughs) and Cornelius is just like she was taken away in the night by a toad and i'm just like
1: it was giving very like lassie like oh timmy's stuck in a well
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly it was that's that's the same vibe i got i was like huh okay interesting
1: (laughs) how convenient that you understood everything (laughs)
0: Exactly. Oh, the convenience of Don Bluth. <laughs> um then uh we get her um with the with the toads, I almost said frogs, uh with the toads in the um in the middle of the little uh, pond with their um showboat, I guess you can call it. And they're all performers. So they pretty much um they're pretty much trying to force her into like, uh, like music slavery. <laughs> yeah,
1: like join their and... act, but then also the mother wants her to marry her son, which is like okay. Like I don't. It's just like like you said, they just really want her to be, um, I guess, involved in that type of show business. But it, I don't know. Just it, it seems very random because. I just yeah. feel like they seem very established as, like, like a performing family. So I just didn't feel like they were lacking anything that they really needed her to, to be. And I also don't really under fully understand why it was totally necessary to kidnap her.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, like, I feel like if you just asked her, she probably would have done it. Because she's she's that type of person that was kind of... She, you know, she was literally just born out of a flower.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She doesn't
0: know, like, the ways of the world. Yeah. She, you know, would have pretty much done anything just to kind of, like, experience stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, you can even see it because they were just like, oh, you can be a big star. You can be this. You can be this. And she's just like, really? Okay, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. And she's just very, like, (laughs) naive. She's very naive she get which she kind of gives me like snow white kind of energy yeah because snow White was also very very naive yeah and um you know that's that was a pro- that was one of the problems I did have with this movie is the fact that her um naiveness i know there's another word for it yeah
1: naivety
0: <laughs> naivety there we go um everyone really took advantage of that oh yeah and it was, it was kind of it made it kind of comfortable to watch at certain points cuz i was just like oh my god they're re- they're really trying to pu- push her into like a lot of things that she shouldn't have to do <laughs> yeah
1: well i mean she was from the moment she was born you know she had this human mother who you know really wanted a child and got you know a a child in a very unconventional way um and then i feel like because she was this tiny little thing she didn't really want her to go beyond their little yard of animals and so you know thinking about that she only knows those animals and those animals are obviously trained and they're you know they're there and they're not like these wild animals. Um, and then she's pretty much just always with her mother. And so she doesn't, she doesn't, she was very sheltered. You know, she doesn't really have that like street smart, like to be out and about. And so she's having this harsh reality of like, Oh, there's like, there's like bad people out there. Well, in this case, like they're all like animals and bugs and stuff like that. But it's, um, It's just showing, like, you know, how sheltered she was and how she's, like, really having to kind of understand and come to terms with, like, not everybody is going to be trustworthy. And um, there's a lot of things that she ends up having that, like, really harsh reality of, you know? And it's just, it's crazy because you kind of see that throughout the movie of her kind of realizing, oh, wow, like, this is this sucks, you know, like this is hard. Like I didn't know that the world out here would be like this.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's her trying to experience the world and her realizing, you know, the world the world is a rough place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is a rough place, especially for someone of her, you know, stature. hmm Um So we then we then get a, a song with The Toads and Her, which I actually don't like the song at all. (laughs) (laughs) The moment it started playing, I was just like, this just feels so out of place, but okay. Um,
1: Which most of, I feel like, like I said before, I feel like most of the songs um, in this movie throughout are very kind of just like, they feel very random. I think this whole movie in general feels a little bit random. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the pacing's a little strange and off, and yeah. I feel like they really tried. Because, I mean, they they kind of, you know, they didn't give it, like, a thousand percent. Like, it's not the greatest animated animation I've ever seen in my life, Yeah, but, you know, they did a pretty decent job with the animation, and it's, like, to follow it up with a very weak story.
1: Yeah. it's al- It's almost like they had this, like, interesting idea, and they still wanted to bring it to life, but it, it ended up kind of being like maybe a side project while they were working on like a bigger, bigger film or something and um, ended up just saying, okay, well we did it. Let's put it out. You know?
0: Yeah. It was kind of like a rushed, rush production.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we I, don't know, I, but it feels that way.
0: <laughs> it does feel that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so after they perform their song, uh, one note that I did take was there's like a bunch of animals in the swamp, like a bunch of lizards and stuff, and they start like throwing money, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, where are they getting <laughs> actual coins? <laughs> what do, do they go? Do they go to jobs on the daily? Like, what, what are they doing? How do they get? Coins? I guess
1: everybody got to make that coin, you know? Yeah, I guess so,
0: because. <laughs> jeez those those animals were just tossing it like it was (laughs) was like they just saw you know like a magic mic performance they were just (laughs) throwing that cash i was like okay all right (laughs) saw gold flying everywhere
1: well uh, the wise Um, words of flick um it's tough to be a bug very very wise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's also a great movie that i haven't seen in a while
1: oh i love that movie it's so good so underrated
0: it is very underrated. Um So then Thumbelina is stranded after um it was kind of a weird scene though. Like they already told they were just like, oh, like you're gonna make us a big big star, you're gonna make us great money, da 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 da, da. And then you're gonna marry my son. And she wasn't like she was kind of like all over the place, so she didn't really have the chance to like really say anything. Yeah. But then they kind of just left
1: yeah they just leave her in the middle of nowhere
0: i was like but i thought you needed her
1: <laughs> yeah that's why i want to i you know going back to what i said before about like i don't understand the reasoning behind them wanting to kidnap her because at first i thought okay you know what they want her for like the show business i guess i mean that still doesn't feel like a very justifiable reason um right because it almost feels like there's no true like villain in this movie which i feel like a lot of movies that they have that like they have that pivotal moment of like oh wow she's she this person gets taken or you know they're being captured or whatever and it's always like a villain but this just feels weird because throughout the movie she just you know encounters very oddballs and um it's just kind of more her navigating because she's lost through the wilderness. And um it's just, I don't know, it's its weird to me. It feels very misplaced. And it just felt kind of like there was this big old lead up, build up to like, okay, we got her and she's going to do all this for us. And then, okay, bye. Like, we'll see you later. How do they know that she's not going to just like leave? Like, how are they even, how do they know she's going to be in that spot the next day? Like, it's just, you you took her away from her home for what? Like you're still not gonna find her the next day <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. and you like they they come into play later on, but it's like they just kind of randomly happen to be there. And I feel like there's like parts missing. like maybe they maybe they had some other plans with like several other like parts of this movie but didn't have time to either film or animate them.
1: Oh, could and be. i like,
0: huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Is that actually like, I thought about it. I was just like, once they left, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yeah. I was like, that was weird. Um, so then moving on, we have the, you know, she's stranded, like we said before. And, um, Jacques um I think Jacques shows up I think that's what I said and um, oh yeah
1: I think he does because she's like I I they left me here and I don't know what to do or I don't know where to go or I need help and he's able to like pick her up pretty much
0: yeah and he tells her you know like follow your heart all this stuff like you'll you'll be able to find your way home yeah um she unfortunately starts wandering through the woods and she gets you know suckered into performing for uh the beetle that she meets um chilling Uh, by some mushrooms which (laughs) yeah this beetle man this beetle first of all it's voiced by gilbert gottfried which oh
1: yeah
0: i was like what the hell it's
1: just just so funny how this movie surprisingly has like like people in it like known people And it just, it's weird because it feels very much like a side project. And it's just funny because it's like, you would think for like the amount of people that they're having in it, you think it'd be a little bit bigger, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like they honestly, like I said before, like, I feel like they really tried, like they really wanted this to be something that was going to be. Like this big magical, like fairy tale movie that was gonna like define like an era of the '90s, but true. Unfortunately, it just didn't pan out that way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then she gets uh, suckered into performing because, of course, her um, you know. Her being her naive self, um, <laughs> decides to say, "Hey, yeah, I'll perform for you." Da da, da 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 Yeah. Not knowing that, like, literally every person she meets wants to force her into some kind of like, uh, like slave-like music industry or something. That's true. And then marry her, which yeah. I was just like, "Geez, like everyone wants to just get with Thumbelina." Like, y'all need to chill. <laughs> And then I even I even wrote in my notes. I said the outfit they put her in is not it. <laughs> Cuz I don't know what that I guess she was supposed to be some kind of Beetle Queen, but that yeah. thing was so ugly.
1: And then they're acting like, like she's ugly when the Beetle um outfit comes off of her and when she looks like a regular human, they're just like ill. And she's like, excuse I, me, what?
0: I know that whole scene. I was just like, what is happening? Like what are they trying to convey here?
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: Um, so then Cornelius shows up and um, confronts the Beetle, all this stuff, but then um I kind of don't really remember a lot that happens in this scene. I must have looked away or something. But
1: it was that bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: something about cornelius getting frozen
1: yeah i think and... i think he ends up finding out like more or less where she is and i think maybe he gets um pointed into the direction and then he's like on his way to get her but there's this like blizzard out of nowhere right? oh that's right It's and the, then, it's the blizzard. yeah
0: that's right that's right. Now I remember that part.
1: And then the cute little bugs, they find him and they're like, Oh, it's the prince.
0: <laughs> yeah, the little bugs. The little bugs were giving me like very troll and central park vibes.
1: Yeah. Which
0: I did like. And I do like that oh, movie. I haven't seen that in a long, long that's
1: time. That's a good one too.
0: I feel like that's another one we should do.
1: <laughs> did he um side note, did um did he ever do Fern Gully or is that someone else?
0: I think that's someone else. Okay,
1: because it's giving kind of Ferngully vibes.
0: Yes, which that's another movie that I haven't seen in a while. And I've heard people say that it's an interesting one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I can't even imagine. Like, I remember really, really liking it, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, ooh, about it now. Who knows? But that's a good one.
0: Yeah, that's also a good one. Um so after Cornelius is, is frozen by the beetle, which now I remember is the blizzard, um Thumbelina then runs into uh Mrs. Mouse or Mrs. Country Mrs. Field Mouse. Mrs.
1: Yes. Mouse. And this is when she tries um, to like pimp her out.
0: <laughs> literally, which I was like, God, every second this girl is being forced into something she doesn't need to do
1: the more we talk about this movie the more i realize how bad it was
0: it's it's bad this movie's bad wow Uh, well one of the things that i can say is great about this is that about this scene is that mrs field mouse is voiced by carol channing who i love carol channing her voice is so like unique and like so different and, you know, she's, like, a Broadway performer. She's been in so many movies. Yeah. Um, the first movie I, I actually ever saw her in was um, uh, it was a movie with Julie Andrews. It was called Thoroughly Modern Millie. And it, it took place in, like, the 20s. And she was, like, this spinster, like, rich daughter and or she sang in that movie as well but she was like very like she had such a distinguished voice and i was just like oh like you you always know that's carol channing and then i saw her in a few movies later on i was just like oh i know who she is (laughs) but um she then sings this awful song (laughs) about pretty much giving up all your past Experiences and all your family and everything, and just to marry a mole that she, yeah, literally just happened to. I don't even think she met him at that point. I don't remember. No, she did. Yeah, she did. And the thing about this song is not only is it bad, yeah, um, it was nominated. Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Razzie Awards, no. Okay, so the Razzie Awards are an award show that they usually do for movies, TV, whatever, uh, music. And they'll do it for the worst either performances, worst song, worst movie, or sequel, whatever. And this was nominated. I'm not sure if it won. Actually, let me double check. But it was nominated for worst song at the 1994 (sighs) Razzie Awards. What? oh it won
1: <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> it won yeah it, oh 1995 excuse me it won for <laughs> Razzie worked for worst original song wow and oh man poor Barry Manilow to have his name tied to that
1: song <laughs> oh that's crazy oh, no. I mean like in translation it's pretty much just like give up all your rights and your life just to marry this like old dude that just wants like a young piece of booty, you know?
0: <laughs> Literally. Literally. It's pretty much just like the it's like the the intro song to like getting a sugar daddy. Like being forced to getting a sugar daddy.
1: <laughs> Basically.
0: And it's it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's <laughs> like why? Why are we getting this song?
1: When she's like, take this cornbread to Mr. Mole. <laughs>
0: I know I was like ugh god and then you can tell like and it seemed more like Mrs. Fieldmouse wanted to be with Mr. Mole and I'm just like why don't you you marry
1: him Yeah right <laughs> like girl like you clearly know all his favorite everything like
0: <laughs> I I didn't understand that part I was like what is happening Yeah um so then you know she's forced into like a, a marriage she feels like all hope is lost because now she her she hears that um, Cornelius is un- unfortunately frozen to death in the blizzard outside, which was a complete and total lie. And um, as she's walking down the aisle, she's you know hearing all the thoughts in her head, hearing the the song, the "Let Me Be Your Wing" song.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: and <laughs> she um, she then stands up for herself and decides to run off. And um, after her running off into the into the woods, into the blizzard-covered woods, um, she continues singing, of course, and he he happens to hear her. So in order, in order for Cornelius to get back to her, the little bugs that we mentioned earlier actually—what do they do? Light a fire? I think they light a fire, right?
1: Yeah, I think that they have like this, like little tiny, like they make this little tiny fire that's like little by little um, melting, like the very, but like barely melting this like huge block of ice. Yeah. So then
0: they they melt them out. And that's how he eventually finds his way back because then he, oh, in classic fashion, <laughs> follows the sound of her voice and yada, yada, yada,
1: yada. Yeah.
0: And then um, they run off together happily ever after. Uh, one thing I did write that I was very, actually kind of concerned for was you saw how broken her mother was. Like, hey, like her obviously i think maybe her mother couldn't have children of her own so that's why she was so excited to have thumbelina even though it wasn't you know like you said like a conventional kind of
1: thing yeah
0: and to she was pretty broken throughout most of the movie like every time it showed her like she was always very sad and looked like she was always in mourning yeah that and then they just get married and just fly away and just You just see her mother there just throwing petals. And And just just like like,
1: accepting, okay cool, yeah, I know you've been gone for so long and I thought you probably were dead, but like, hey, now you're cool when you're getting married.
0: (laughs) And you're still leaving me. (laughs) It's like, now you're leaving me again. I just got to see you for maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, but at least now she knows
1: she's okay. So I guess.
0: That's true. (laughs) That is true. I will say that I feel like, this is something I put down in my notes too, I feel like I wish they could have added like a scene of her going back to her mother, though.
1: And, and having kind of, like, like their own it, little moment.
0: Yeah, like a little reunion, kind of like an Anastasia, where she had that whole moment with her, with the, with the grandmother, with yeah. the Stager. Like how, you know, she was, it, it was like a very like intense moment. Like they, yeah. you know, they shared something.
1: Yeah.
0: And I feel like I, I wish they would have added that over, added that in. Yeah. But I was, like, so sad that all of a sudden, like, the movie just ends and it's just, like, they just fly off in the distance and it's just, like, they're married and it's just, like, halfway ever after they just gloss it over. I'm just, like, yeah. oh, her poor mother. Her mother has no one there but the dog and the farm animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like um, with movies, like, with kid movies nowadays, I feel like there's more resolution um, and it kind of comes full circle and it, it's more like um, like there's like a moral to the story type of thing versus before um, it was kind of just more like K beginning, middle, end, but they didn't really, they didn't really like hone in too much on the details because I think they just wanted to make it like entertaining for a child. Um, so I think that maybe if they made this movie today, there would probably be more of like those moments of like okay let's kind of go back to this thing because i feel like throughout this movie there wasn't too many times where you can really say oh yeah they came back to this idea or they came back to this um other thing that they were like now it's like full circle oh there's resolution there there's closure there we get it it's more just like okay you know
0: yeah yeah Unfortunately, that was that was the whole that was all of Thumbelina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was it. That was her.
0: That that was her her very odd journey. <laughs> her very very odd journey. And this movie was how long? It was an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. It kind of it kind of did feel like an hour and twenty minutes. It kind of just felt like it just. Flew by like with nothing else. Yeah. Um. We then, uh, you know, credits roll. We get Jacques singing again (laughs) that "Follow Your Heart" song, which he heard a hundred thousand times throughout the movie. Yep. And then we get, (laughs) in classic '90s animated movie fashion, the R&B pop version. Of the title song,
1: yes, <laughs>
0: and we get "Let Me Be Your Wings" by Barry Manilow, and I forgive, forgive me, because I do not know the other person's name. But I, the only reason why I, I look, I sat through the credits, is because I'm so used to it, and I'm used to sitting through the credits because when I was when I was a kid, I used to wait for they used to have this thing at the end of movies. I don't know if they still do it or not, but they, it was, um, it was called the union bug. And it was like this little circular thing. And it was Uh at the very, very end. And it looked like a bunch of like geographical lines around like a spherical earth or something. Okay. And, uh, it would it pretty much signified like a like a unified kind of production team so it was people that worked on it that were part of like a union or whatever and it was like for like it held like a lot of jobs for people and all that stuff so for some reason i was really obsessed with that i don't know why um and then now, like, I just like to see what kind of sound systems they use. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I'm that kind of nerd. So, like, I, like, went through the credits, and I was just like, oh, look, they use Dolby. I was like, cool. And then I just, like, <laughs> moved on. But, um... It... Oh, this movie. Oh, this movie. <laughs> oh, no. And... It, Like before I rewatched this movie, I really, really wanted this movie to hold up so well. Something about it, because literally it had been maybe since the 90s that I had actually watched this movie. And it was on like probably like VHS the last time I watched it. And I was really, really hoping for it to just just be like one of those rare oddities that is such like a underrated classic. Yeah. Sadly, that is not, that is not the phase for our little Thumbelina.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, definitely still like I have a place in my heart for her because you know, when we were little, it's just like, it was really good. And, but now we just really, I guess, see it for what it is, but I also can look back at it and know that it, had a special place in my life and I did really enjoy it. I did. I do remember constantly, it was one of those movies that I just had like on a loop and I would watch all the time along with like, you know, um, I think it was the Swan princess. That one was another one oh, I loved. Yeah. Swan and uh, yeah. So, I mean, just those types of, of movies, like I really enjoyed those. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think that of course now because we've, probably have seen so many other types of movies and quality and just the way that the story is being told like nowadays. I think looking back and of course now we're more mature, we're older, we kind of can really like nitpick and see certain things. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I don't I don't really I don't know if I would recommend somebody today to watch it for the first time. I don't think they would like it as much. I think this is purely (laughs) off of nostalgia. Like if you, if you, if you've seen it when you were little and you really liked it when you were little, it's kind of nice here and there just to kind of have it maybe on in the background or while you're like cleaning or doing something just to kind of get that little like kick of childhood back. But it's not going to be one that I'm, really wanting to like show somebody for the first time or like you know watch um like to really sit down and pay attention to because i just feel like it's not it doesn't hold up in that way you know
0: yeah that is true that is true i mean you know it's it's just such a different movie than like what they released today and it's i i think people would probably look at it and be like oh my gosh this is so cringy like (laughs) yeah but it like you said like it's not just that it's the it's the nostalgia factor of it we we grew up with it we were there when it was when it came out we were there when it was you know yeah when it was being advertised we were there when it was kind of kind of starting to try and be a thing and i feel like that's what kind of sits with us and even though you know as adults we realize hey this movie is not this movie's not, not
1: good yeah
0: <laughs> like at all um <laughs> Uh, it's still you know. Hey, like we got Thumbelina voiced by Jody Benson. We grew up with Jody Benson. We we know her voice well. And I, you know, it was a cartoon. It was a cartoon. <laughs> exactly. Not, not we're not like trying to that.
1: get deep here, but like
0: <laughs> it was a cartoon. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Um Don Bluth tried. He tried. <laughs> Um, they really wanted to market this movie, too, because I remember they had a lot of toys. Oh, yeah. And uh, they had, like, little figurines, and they had... I remember they were giving the figurines at one point in... Uh, was it McDonald's? Was it McDonald's? I don't remember.
1: I think so. I think I remember having, um, like, the little Thumbelina and, like, the little Prince. I think I remember having them. I just, like you said, I don't remember what, like um fast food chain was giving them out or if i got them at the store i i really don't remember but i do remember just accumulating a ton of these like little toys like throughout childhood of like all these movies
0: yeah yeah i remember i remember getting all this stuff i think i'm not sure which company it was either but i remember oh no i remember getting gumbelina toys from toys r us that i do remember
1: Oh, okay.
0: Sure. Um, but I think it was more the dolls. Cause I remember having the dolls. Oh, okay. And I know the figurines they gave away in uh fast food, you know, kids' yeah. meals and stuff. Yeah. But the um the dolls uh and I remember my mom would always uh find uh, Prince Cornelius wearing Thumbelina's dress. <laughs> I was just like, well, they shouldn't have made them to where you can take their clothes off, <laughs> swap their clothes. But um, and then I remember them having a book, and I think I may have had the book, but I don't remember. And then they had like a book on tape.
1: Oh, okay. They, yeah
0: they they really they really wanted to market this. Yeah, very heavily which I do feel bad that you know it did underperform as much as it did. Yeah. But I feel like it also was released in a time where for a brief moment we weren't really getting any like like real girly girly fairy tale movies. Yeah. Like this was released around the time that we had, like, God, what was it? Like maybe the mask was coming out. We had the Lion King come out, like maybe a couple months after this. Yeah. Um. There's probably there. I know there's a few. Oh, the Page Masters, another one that came out around that time. Oh which,
1: yes, yes.
0: Um, I have not seen that in forever. But yeah, same. <laughs> a lot of people actually hate that movie. I'm just like, I don't remember liking it, but.
1: It's been so long; I couldn't even tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's been so long that I don't. I don't know if I could trust anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thankfully Anastasia held up. <laughs> I like, I'm very thankful for that because I, I can still watch Anastasia. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I can, <sighs> I feel like. A small child can probably watch this movie. You know, a lot of the stuff will, of course, go over their head. Small child now. So um, any adult that goes to watch this movie, like, unless you're watching it with a small child, just to kind of, like, be with them. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the only good way that you can experience this movie. Um, yeah.
1: As
0: as an adult on your own, it's kind of like, ugh yeah it's kind of it's kind of like you see the ugly sides of it
1: yeah
0: yeah, exactly and it's not good it was
1: like what is this child watching
0: yeah (laughs) it's like what what was i smoking when i watched this movie (laughs) but um yeah i think this is probably where we're gonna end this one this one's pretty short because this movie is very uh short and to the point and very you know Mm-hmm. that's
1: it mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's, it's Thumbelina, all right that's yep. all right. end of story <laughs> um so uh thank you for being here
1: of course uh
0: it's very great to have you back and we <laughs> we're gonna tell everyone to um follow your heart and uh I don't know if you should trust a swallow but <laughs> follow your heart and do as much as you can and and um, let us
1: be your wings
0: (laughs) let us be your wings because hopefully you've been with us on this ride for several episodes (laughs) and now you know us personally kind of so uh, don't let someone that you've met for five minutes be your wings
1: (laughs) exactly
0: and especially take you out in the middle of the night on a bumblebee throughout the city and Get you captured by frogs later,
1: <laughs> and don't let anybody trick you into show business.
0: Yeah, exactly. Unless you want to, Unle- yeah. unless yeah, unless it's it-
1: here.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's all about consent. <laughs> don't get married without your own consent. <laughs> <'cause God. laughs> don't let anybody else tell you like, hey, you got to marry this man. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we will see everybody next time. Already.
1: Bye. Bye. You're sure to do impossible things.
0: If you follow your heart.
1: Your dreams will fly on magical wings when you follow your heart. It-
0: Thanks for listening to Thought Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more about our podcast, just follow the socials at thoughtbubbles underscore podcast on Instagram and thoughtb underscore pod on Twitter. If you have any more ideas for what we could talk about or if you want to join on and be a guest, just let me know. We can pretty much talk about everything.